in a world where standing six feet apart is recommended, Podcasticon rose from the ashes in January of 2021 for the first audio-only pop culture convention. Well, fear not. This summer, Retrofied Magazine and Podcasticon present Blockbuster, a one-day-only convention where guests and podcast hosts come together to talk about the movies and experiences that we all love. There will be panels about blockbuster movies and even a parade. Follow at PodcastCon on Instagram and Twitter and subscribe to PodcastCon on all podcasting platforms. Retrofied Magazine and PodcastCon present Blockbuster on July 3rd, 2021. The one-day audio-only pop culture convention to end all one-day audio-only pop culture conventions. Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Babe. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. <laughs> Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Uh, yeah, Breaker and Bane's power hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go. It's time that we start the show, no hesitation. Oh no, the most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts. So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass. So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser with the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers. To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters. Put in the stake in the shower, break a rim, big power hour. Yeah, hello. Uh, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sounders, episode 383 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. It is a lovely Saturday afternoon as we, uh, we get ready to make some podcast magic, big underscore Bane. Oh, yeah. Of course, I am Brian Breaker, joined here by Big Underscore Bane. We've got a lot to talk about today. Well, not really, but we're going to try to stretch it out as long as we can, because that's what we do here, damn it. Damn right. We can make it work. Yeah, we can. We got some wrestling talk. We got some movie and TV talk. We got some toy talk, which is actually going to be a lot of fun. Um, uh, we're going to be... Uh, I got a uh, AEW uh, Unrivaled Series 5 in the mail. Uh, Big Underscore Bane, you got this figure in, too. We're going to be t- discussing the Luchasaurus figure. Yes, we are. Um I don't want to say too much about it right now, but I will say this. This figure looks better in person than it did in the pictures. Yeah. It looks absolutely incredible. So I'm very excited to dive into that. For sure. Uh, Beach Bods and Backbreakers. It's coming up, man. It's coming up. We're going to have a uh, few little announcements today for it. A few little, uh, little Easter eggs, little announcements. It's going to be fun. Then, of course, the start of our tournament, the best fictional pro wrestler. That begins this week. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. Yes. Well, uh, it's Saturday. Are you enjoying your weekend, Big Underscore Bane? You know, at the moment, it, it's been a nice little weekend. I had to work yesterday, though. You know, normally I have Fridays off. Right, yeah. Well, you, so you get screwed on a holiday. Yeah, holiday weeks just 
are terrible for me. Like I, I, they're pointless for me. Do you me. get paid more? No. Oh, that's even so, worse. So I like Memorial day was obviously Monday. Normal. My normal schedule is Monday through Thursday. I have Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. Sure. Love my schedule. Sure. But, um, because we have a Monday off normally the other delivery guys, they get, you know, somebody to come in and they'll take over one of their days. That way they can catch up be good to go by Friday. Well, me being four days, they just pushed my route back a day and I'm running on Friday. Mm. So it's been a short weekend. So, so far I've been okay with it, but now I got to go home after we get done here, mow the yard, Yep. do all the kinds of normal summertime BS. You know, I, I'm thinking like, damn, now I just kind of want a snow cone, you know, <laughs> dude, I would love a snow cone right now. These yeah. snow cones are so good. You know, well, this isn't going to appeal to anybody that doesn't live here, but we had Harper's hut for oh, yeah. years. Well, that whole, is that the one by the movie theater? Yes. Yeah. But like a church here in town, best freaking snow cones I've ever had. Like, I love that place. Well, for one year they had to one. put in perspective, we both had to drive, what, 10 minutes to get there? Yes. So that's... that's It's a that, drive. Yeah. It's not a snow cone around the corner, but right. it's worth it. But so anyway, a church in, in on our side of town bought it out and now they're just, they took it down and now they're just basically using the namesake for events. And I, I know who runs the church, and I love the guy to death. He's a fantastic guy, but I'm so angry at him for doing that to me. You gonna go beat him up? Like I'm just like, no, I'm just gonna be like, you owe me free snow cones for life, bud. And I'm not gonna just because it. you're angry. Just because I'm angry. <laughs> That's what I get. Free snow cones. Yes, I want it. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, well, snow cones are such a weird seasonal thing. But why are they seasonal? Uh, we actually have a law here in Oklahoma that they actually just changed it this year, but we've had a law that says they can only be open seasonal. So like you, you got to be kidding. I me. swear to God, because me and the wife actually looked into opening a snow cone stand. Right. And um, so I would imagine. Well, we knew we graduated high school with a guy that bought one. Oh, old J Y. Yeah, yeah. And yep. so he he bought one like when we were eighteen. So had, I I had two of them for a little while. Right. But that first one he bought, I remember when I heard about it, I remember thinking like. Dang, he bought a business. I'm just over here doing nothing, you know, and those, because because we were 18, and so I assume it was like graduation money, maybe. Right. But I, I don't know what he bought it for. But my dad thought maybe a couple thousand. Yeah. Think about it. Like that's a it's pretty it's, much pure profit. It is because realistically, it's ice and syrup. Yeah. And, I mean the cups too, but like the cups are cheap. Cups and spoons. Yeah, and so the biggest investment is your trailer or your building, whatever it is, right. and the uh, actual ice machine machine itself. Yeah. Uh, which I think those are usually upwards to two thousand dollars for the ice machine, um, but the yeah. So he may have spent more like three or four thousand. Probably, I don't know. and I would assume this the, is also oh four, right? I would assume the trailer probably itself was probably about four to five grand. So I would assume he probably had ten thousand dollars down to invest. So why are they seasonal? I don't know the reason why, but that that was a law up until this year. Now they can be all year round, which is great because now if somebody wanted to, they could do instead of snow cones in the wintertime they could turn it into a coffee shop in the wintertime oh so, yeah absolutely you know what yeah. i mean and that was that was our original idea was like well let's just keep it open all year or hot round. chocolate or something yeah and and in, in the uh around christmas time we'll start serving you know hot chocolate you know serve coffee things like that and just have it all year round but that's when we discovered like well they have to shut down after summer how weird yes. i want like why like i want but i wonder why does that matter i i honest to god have no idea i don't know if maybe there's like a because they don't make ice cream shops close down in the winter. Right. I, I don't know if maybe it's some kind of 
because one thing we one thing we never got far enough to realize is whether or not you need your um, your health license for it, like your health department license. Yeah, so I don't know if maybe that was like, well, you don't have to get your food handlers permit as long as you shut down by the end of the season. Oh, it could be. So, and maybe that was the reason, but then again, maybe you do need your food handlers permit. I don't know. But we that's never not got hard that to get. Far. I don't think. No, it's, it's a, uh, it's, it's like a two hour class. You take a test and I think it costs you like 50 bucks or something like that. Right. And it's good for two years. So, but Yeah. Kind of a bizarre thing, but dude, I freaking love me some snow cones, man. I'd be getting high on my own supply all the time if I owned one. Yes, sir. Love me a solid little tiger's blood. Not a, not a tiger's blood guy. We've discussed that before. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's okay. Um, the, the one up here that we used to go to all the time that was close by, I remember they would always make like whatever was popular. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you want a Jurassic Park? I'm like, heck yeah. And it was yeah. just a bunch of flavors mixed together. It wasn't anything special, but right. smart idea business-wise. Absolutely. Well, then you get like the the Ninja Turtle flavors and yep. things like that. And they usually do like Spider-Man Spider-Man. And then they also do like the school pride flavors and things like that. And right. Well, and I know like, uh, I took my nephew and they had like Spider-Man, which was like, you know, blue and red. Sure. And then Hulk was like green and purple. Yep. Wolverine was like yellow and blue or black, I think. And yeah, um, he couldn't figure out which one he wanted. And it's just like, come on, you know, it's, it's all pretty much going to taste the it's same. It's all going to taste the same, but you know, but I think that that's, Super smart business. Absolutely. One one thing I love doing is they, um, I think they call it the vanilla fox or something like that. I can't mm. remember. But it's like basically just a shot of vanilla in the snow cone. Usually costs about an extra dollar. Love, love getting that. Really? I didn't even know they did that. Yeah. It's almost I'm, like a, a shot of cream in your snow cone. I used to get it. <laughs> Big Chuck's over there just snickering, <laughs> tweeting, oh, Instagram. He's not tweeting. He's Instagramming. A shot of cream in your snow cone. Yeah. There used to, you could just get like a vanilla flavor snow cone. Yes. And that was amazing because it yeah. didn't look, it didn't change color. It was clear. Right. Oh, that was so good. I yeah. remember um, one time I didn't know what to get. And the guy's like, why don't you try vanilla? And I'm like, vanilla? And a snow cone? And it's basically, it's it's not the same consistency uh, as the syrup, I don't think. I think it's like a cream, like almost like a creamer. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But I mean, I was always kind of bland. Like snow cones, like cherry, watermelon, grape, you know. And unless they had like superheroes or whatever. Right. But, yeah, fun stuff, man. Absolutely. Well, we got some wrestling talk. What do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them, buying energies. Well, listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. Beginner Score Bane, a lot of wrestling to talk about this week. I think the the most um, surprising topic has to be the WWE releases this past week, man. Yeah. Um, I think first and foremost, the name that probably caught everybody off guard was Braun Strowman, man. Yeah. It's a, it's a little bizarre. I mean, former Universal Champion, and it's strange because I can't think of the last time the WWE had released a former champion. I was, I was going to say that unless it was like... Del Rio, who had like some issues, or but he was pretty like it was pretty cut and dry why they released him, right? Or you don't tend to see like a f- top guy lumped in with a big batch of releases, right? That never that would be like if they just like oh, like oh releasing Chris Jericho, it's like wait what? Yeah, you yeah. know like what are you doing that for? That doesn't make any sense, right? Um, and and Braun Strowman was not my favorite guy by any, any stretch of the imagination, but it's he's a pretty important part of their show. 
Yeah, well, and I know that he had kind of irritated some of the internet fans probably about a year ago when the pandemic started. I, I don't remember exactly what he said. Do you remember that? Where he kind of trashed on some of the indie guys for, you know, not working as much or something. And Yeah, I can't. It was something about how he busted his ass every day and made it where he was. All you got to do is work harder or something like that. And it's like, hey, we're in a pandemic, dude. Right. You know, like shows weren't even happening at that point right. besides WWE, so. I mean, and I don't know if things were taken out of context. You never know around this time. So I try not to judge anybody because anyone can say something stupid. And and that's what it is. I think he's just not thinking, you know. Right. And, um, you know, and sometimes, and I think anyone can be guilty of this, when your life maybe doesn't change much, you don't realize other people's has changed dramatically. And yeah. if you're just, like, my job didn't really change that much. Right. Um, it did a little, but not a ton. I know, and I know a lot of people that didn't have a job for months. So right. our perspectives are different, right? I yeah. mean, obviously. So, um, but I, at the same time, like I saw someone tweet, like, "Man, they're going to release Braun Strowman, but they keep King Corbin," and like tag them both in it, and like even Baron Corbin tweeted back, it's "Like, why would you wish for someone to to lose their livelihood on any level?" And, and that's a big thing for me. Like, it just doesn't really make sense, you know? Yeah, I. It doesn't make sense to me either. I mean, the only thing I can think of is it must be a money thing. See, I did read that he negotiated a deal in 2019 to make over a million a year. Yeah. So. Good on him. (laughs) Right. But I mean, I remember Gallows and Anderson got that big deal and they were the first ones cut because it's like, well, you're making a lot of money so we can cut you and regain a lot of that income. And and there's also a lot of talk about WWE selling right now. So, I mean, right. they're they're probably trying to salvage as much money as they can if they're going to sell. Right. You know. And here's another thing, I don't see Braun Strowman being gone for very long. I bet he'll be back in 2 years. Yeah, uh, unless uh unless like somebody like AEW can swoop him up and offer him the same amount of money. Well, that that I'm going to get to that here in a little bit, but um, let's go over some more of the other releases that we also saw released were Alistair Black, which is a big shocker to me. He just started a new program. He's immensely talented. When that yep. guy jumped on the scene in uh, NXT, I was like, this guy's freaking money. Yeah. Very shocking, right? Shocking. I mean, shocking that they would were, they were release him, and, and I'm right there with you. That guy was absolute money. I mean, all the way from his entrance to his theme music to him getting in the ring, his moveset. I mean, just an incredible talent. I mean, I... His action figure was flying off the shelves, obviously, because of how cool it looked. Right, and he's he's the type of guy that like had a pretty big buzz in the indie scene. I, I always heard of the name Tommy Inn. I didn't know who he was, but I always heard of the name, and then he shows up in NXT, just rips them apart. Like just kills it over there, and then gets to the main roster. They just got nothing for him. And um, well, and you remember when they did like he did like that weird, almost like I can't describe it any other way than like a vampire coffin entrance, where he kind of come up. And they did that weird, and and he he did he did that in NXT too. No, that's what I'm saying. He did it in NXT, but then on the main roster they put that creaking sound in there and and ruined it. Ugh. Yeah, and and then of course you know I mean they did kind of just put him on the back burner for however long. And then, you know, this recent push I thought was going to be great for him, but it was also a push that reminded me of, um, uh, was it Shane Thorne? Not Shane Thorne. Um, 
That's not. Oh, Mordecai. Name. Mordecai. That's who it is. And Kevin it's Thorne. Kevin Thorne is who I was thinking of. I knew it was Thorne. I just couldn't think of his first name. Shane Thorne's uh, old slapjack. Yes, yes. I know. <laughs> I, as soon as I said, it, I was like, "That's not the guy." Um, but yeah, it reminded me of Mordecai in, in the sense that it's which like, I mean, Mordecai as an action figure in the video game would have been money, right? But you realize. Like, yeah, WWE's not going to do anything with this. Fun fact, I don't know if you know this, he was supposed to be Lance Cade's partner until Trevor got signed. Really? And and Lance was like, this guy fits better. Yeah. You know, and um, I don't know, like, you kind of think, like, Kevin Thorne was going to be the cowboy? Right. Trucker guy? Like, I mean, because Trevor wasn't really a cowboy, more just like a redneck, I guess, like a right. trucker, you know, right. the hat and the pork chops and the all that stuff, but... But he's getting an NWA title match at their pay-per-view, so good on him, man. Yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. Um, but yeah, like I thought that was very weird. And, and Kevin Thorne was a the guy. Then he comes back as the vampire. Yep. And it's like, this guy should have been something. And it just never really never really happened. Yeah. But Aleister Black, you, you feel like that that's kind of can't miss. It's, it's a huge missed opportunity. But I think it's, again, I think it's one of those things where it's like so dark that I don't think it fits WWE. It could be. Like, it's such a dark... I mean, he's a satanic guy. Like, I, I I don't know if he's actually a satanist or if he's atheist or whatever he is, but he does a lot of satanic type stuff, which doesn't bother me. Right. But it's like, you see it on WWE programming, and I know it works with, with Wyatt, but, like, the more stuff you add in there, the more it becomes, like, what am I watching? Well... That might be a thing where it's like you need to PG thirteen that down as much as possible, but right. then it becomes like so watered down. It's not even right. Yeah, I don't know. It's that's hard to say. Um, I mean, it's very crazy. And then Buddy Murphy also gets yep. released, yep. Yep. who's immensely talented, had been doing very very well. Yep. Um, and then we also saw the release of Ruby Riot, yes. um, which I, a lot of the locker room seemed very upset by that. Yeah, it bums me out too. I mean, she. Should have been a top star and never got the chance. Right. We saw Ruby Riot, Lana, and then uh, Santana Garrett, who uh, was in NXT. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she'd actually gotten called up to the main roster or not. But So six releases um, kind of uh, seem a bit out of the blue. Very, very strange, though, man. Yeah, super strange. Um, but again, I mean, there's a lot of talks about the WWE selling, so maybe they're just trying to... I, I feel like they're probably losing a lot of money right now, uh, especially considering they got that you know, billion dollar deal from, from NBC, but they're also taking a much smaller cut month to month from the network Mm -hmm. now. And so, well, the network for most subscribers is literally half price. Right. So they're going to be getting probably, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how that works, but I don't know what their deal is, but even if they, even if they get, you know, five bucks for every $10 subscriber, That's still five dollars less than what they were getting when they had their own network. Yeah, and so. But they had to sign that over. They had to think that this was a good idea, to some degree. I I feel like it was a short term decision. Like they're going to give us a billion dollars. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, maybe. But a billion dollars to a giant corporation doesn't spread that far. No. Like I mean, it covers salary for a good year and a half, probably. But like. But at the same time, the cost of running their own network maybe that was like so high that if they're like, we just go over here and we take our, we take our, our kind of, to me, it's like owning your own business, right? Like I think to a lot of people, especially guys like us who maybe more punch the clock think, Oh, that's so much better to own your own business. You're your own boss. No, no jackass telling you what to do, but guess what? Now you have to 
work differently. You may have to work more than you would want to. Now you run the books. Yeah. Now you may be making less money. Yeah. Everything is on you. Like Mm -hmm. maybe you don't work in a truck. You buy a truck. It's your truck. You buy your own gas. Right. Things like that. So like there's a lot of different elements to it. So maybe that's what they were thinking. Like, well, we can give up all that. We give up all that cost and we just take money in. Yeah. Maybe it's beneficial. I mean, it would almost have to be for them to want to do that. I would think. Yeah. Maybe. Because the WWE network was great. Yeah. And Peacock sucks when it comes to WWE. I love Peacock, but when it comes to utilizing the WWE network, it's garbage. Big time. And I know a good old friend of the show, John Webb, he uh, messaged me and said, hey, are you watching WrestleMania? I was like, oh, yeah, I am. He goes, Peacock sucks. I was like, what do you mean? He goes, there's no play from the beginning button. You just, it's a, it's yeah. a live stream. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, I didn't know that. So I started it like an hour late. Now I'm an hour into it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that sucks. You got to wait till it's over, then go back. Right. Yep. So it's, it's definitely a different thing. Um, but all these releases, um, I want to kind of dip into uh, AEW here because you mentioned them swooping up Braun Strowman. I feel like Aleister Black and, and uh, Buddy Murphy would all fit in very well in AEW. Yes. Here is my theory, and I've been thinking this for a couple of weeks now. And then, of course, we'll talk double or nothing because Mark Henry and Leo Rush both show up there. And now Andrade's on AEW. Mm-hmm. Do you think that in some way, shape, or form, this is a plan from Vince to drain them from money? It's very possible. Very possible. I kind of still wonder to some effect if that was what he thought would happen with Turner. Yeah. And WCW. Not that Turner didn't have the money because he did, but at a certain point, you have to answer to people because you have stockbrokers and not stockbrokers, but like, you know, executives and stuff that are like, man, we're paying a lot of money for this. We're paying a lot of money for that. Why? You know, especially if you're not a wrestling person. Now, I don't know how AEW's system works. I know Tony Khan's a big wrestling fan. And his family's worth a lot of money. In fact, I've heard more than Vince. Yeah. So they've got money. But Big Show, Mark Henry, Christian Cage, Sting, Jericho, they ain't coming for 50 bucks a night. Right. And now it looks like Andrade's actually signed. Mark Henry is now signed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's one of those things where... Edge, I know um, he had mentioned in his WWE documentary that he had basically got an offer from them to get a better offer from WWE. Yeah. And so, again, you mentioned WWE possibly having money problems, very likely. I wonder, though, if, you know, the AEW offering Christian, like, hey, we'll pay you this much, mm-hmm. goes to WWE to get a counter offer for more money. Smart business. Can't, yep. can't deny that. And they were like, yeah, nope, can't do it. Yeah. And so he's like, okay, I'm leaving. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like I just, but I wonder at what point, like, cause right now Andrade gets signed and I'm sitting there thinking like, man, there was a lot of guys not featured on that last pay-per-view. Yeah. I mean, do we need more people signed? It's good for Andrade. Cause I think he'll do great there, but right. And I know they're doing like four different shows now and stuff like that. And they're planning more live specials and things of that nature. So getting their product out there more now that the world's opened up and stuff. Um, but still it, it's, if they're not going to let anyone go, that, that roster is just going to get bigger and bigger. Well, and I and I also remember my biggest annoyance with WCW growing up was they would have 27 matches on a pay-per-view. You know, right. I mean, just something asinine. And it's like, I liked WWE because it was usually seven to eight, maybe nine, 
but it was a much smaller card and it was all the stars that you knew. If there were people left out on the card, it was people you didn't care about. Like maybe you didn't see the bushwhackers on the card, you know, maybe you didn't see freaking earthquake or typhoon, you know, I mean, Hey, how dare you diminish the name of typhoon? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's well, but you know what I'm saying? Like there's, there's no, or there wasn't guys that were just like in random matches. I know. And I know you've kind of had that thought before. It's like, okay, why are these two guys wrestling? Right. Because if there's no story, then why are they doing it? A cold match is fine on your week to week show, but a cold match on, on the pay-per-view just doesn't make any sense to me. Right. Because like, Unless it's like, unless there's like a built-in story, like these are two of the greatest wrestlers in the world, and we're gonna see what they do on pay-per-view. I mean, I think and, at the very at the very bare minimum, at least have them bump into each other backstage, right? And have like a, why don't you watch your walking there, tough guy, right? Well, I'll see you in the ring, you know, it's like something, something, yeah. And and so I think that was always my biggest gripe with WCW was like it was just these random matches, like they built it around the main event, and then yeah. we're like, I don't care, do whatever you want for the other ten matches. And that's what was also funny is because like you have Piper and Hogan in a cage, and it sucks, right? But then like you know Eddie Guerrero and. Uh, Ray Mysterio are having this killer match right. on match three. Right. And it's like, and that's followed up by Mongo and Alex Wright. It's right. like, is this the same show? Like what's right. happening here? And, and the thing I already see that with AEW is there are guys on that roster who are really not that good and probably don't belong in AEW. But who's, who is it? Bury him. Uh, <laughs> John Moxley. I'm just kidding. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, you know, Joey Janela's one that I, I yeah. that comes to mind. Um, see, in my opinion, I knew who Joey Janela was way before I saw him wrestle. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a problem with yeah. a lot of these guys is that you start seeing them or mm-hmm. hearing about them, mm-hmm. but you never actually have seen them wrestle. Yeah. To me, like, you're a musician. Like, if, if you were to tell me, like, hey, this musician, he, this guy's awesome. Yeah. Like, well, what songs does he play? I don't know, but it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. He's got a lot of buzz around him right now. Right. I yeah. mean, it was kind of like the same with, like, I remember in seventh grade, the most controversial musician at that time, in my opinion, was Marilyn Manson. Mm-hmm. I didn't know any of his songs. It was just like, oh, Marilyn yeah. Manson's so evil and all he's bad and all this other stuff. But he created buzz, right? Where like no one even knew what his music was. Yeah. But you have all these people on talk shows talking about how bad he is. But they probably right. couldn't tell you anything about the guy, right? Joey Janela, I feel like in a lot of ways is kind of like that, where he created a lot of buzz for himself, mm-hmm. but no one actually saw him wrestle, and yeah. now he's just kind of an underneath, underutilized guy, right? And it's like I'm sure he's making a paycheck. I don't know if he's happy or not. Yeah. I've heard him. Show, show some complaints before, but it's like on Double or Nothing, they had a 20, that Casino Battle Royal again, 21 guys. He's not even in it. Yeah. So it's that thing where it's like, okay, like mm-hmm. that kind of tells you where you're at. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's just one of those things like, I, I feel like it's kind of the warhorse thing, you know, where he has such buzz around him and then he goes to AEW for that one match against Cody and then Cody wrestles circles around him. And, you know. Well, and that, and that, in that period of trying to get over, you forgot how to wrestle. Right. And again, it probably wouldn't be that hard to build buzz in music, maybe not necessarily in Tulsa, but in general. Right. But if you actually are not good. Yeah. Like at what point do people like, okay, well this guy actually kind of sucks. You know? Well, right. It's, it, it, it would be like if I had, if I had like a group of people that like got my name out there touting me as the greatest rapper ever, and then all of a sudden, like somebody like effing, you know, you know, Eminem challenges me to a fucking battle rap or something like that. It's like I would get destroyed because it's like I can't hang with guys like that, you know. 
and what's interesting, music's kind of a weird analogy, I guess, in that sense of like, because if I hear, if you hear buzz on someone, probably, especially nowadays with smartphones, you're just going to look them up. Right. In wrestling, you can look up promos or probably gifts. So right. you see this guy go through like this huge thing of glass. Like, oh, yeah. that guy's crazy. Maybe he hit one spot good or something like that. Yeah. Right. You don't actually go and see the whole right. collection of stuff. But at the same time, AEW, look at a guy like MJF who was yeah. certainly not a household name when that started. Now he is. Now he is. Yeah. He's a top, top guy. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. And he's a, he's a guy that like, I mean, whether you love him or hate him, he's damn good at what he does. Orange Cassidy's another one. I when mm-hmm. I first saw him, I was like, I do not get this guy at all. But he got over. Yeah. But I mean, I, you think about it, it's like he could have entered that battle royal, that first one he did, and just been every normal indie guy. Mm-hmm. But he did a shtick, and it it was so odd and different to I mean me included. I mean everybody. Yeah. Like it got everyone talking, and now it's like people are getting with it. And there, you know, and there's and there's a, a lot of guys too. It's such a young company that by default there's a lot of young guys Mm -hmm. and so i think there's there's a lot of maybe guys who not that they're not good but maybe they're just not seasoned enough to where they should be featured and i think that's why it's good that they have like dark and and the uh, other things to kind of give them more time to develop the craft but but i mean at the same time orange cassidy darby allen a lot of guys have gotten over yes um and and i think that's kind of where the difference is you know not everybody is going to get over i mean right and i think sometimes it's a case in point of like, we're going to give you TV time. If we don't feel like you got over in that time, like, well, maybe that we'll go to someone else next time. Yep. A uh, double or nothing was uh, that that's last Sunday. Obviously um, Mark Henry makes a, uh, his debut for the company. He's going to be an announcer on the new rampage show as well as a coach. Um, what'd you think about Mark Henry just showing up? I think it's cool. Um, a little weird. You assume a WWE lifer like the big show, right? Yeah. It's one of those things. Like, I know you mentioned, like, you feel like WWE is doing a a thing to drain AEW of money. Well, and I don't like, even know if they're necessarily trying that. I feel like maybe, like, oh, yeah, keep signing these guys because you're going to run out of money. Well, but see, I wonder if almost there is a silent partnership between WWE and AEW that they just refuse to, to talk about. Like, well, I mean... Because and be, when I look at things like Mark Henry, Big Show, you know, and you Christian. haven't mentioned him, Christian, but Leo Rush show coming, which Leo Rush was gone before that. But I mean, all these Sting, guys, Sting, and then um, and then now, you know, you got things like Cody being able to use Cody Rhodes. Now all of a sudden he's the American Dream, Cody Rhodes, and I know that was one and only thing, but still he's able to use these names and things like that. It's like, and then Tony Khan cuts that promo directly at WWE, mentioning them. I know Bischoff did that in the nineties, but that was also the nineties. And so it's like And Bischoff's came off a lot more smooth though. Right. And so I it's like It's like Bischoff wonder, looks like a, a businessman, you kinda of look like a dweeb. Right. And I'm an AEW apologist. Right. But I mean, come on. Like that was garbage. But it's like I wonder if maybe like because we didn't know about the ECW partnership in the nineties either. And so it's like I wonder I wonder if there is something there. Like maybe they're talking, they're buddies and they just don't tell anybody about it. It would be the smartest thing they could do yeah. if that were the case. I mean, I, I've felt like for a long time, because I don't know if WWE financially supports like Evolve and places like that, right. but I have a feeling they tell them who to sign. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, pick up this uh, UHA Nation guy. Yeah. See how he is. Yeah. Pick up this Matt Riddle guy. Yep. Because to me, it really wasn't a shock that those guys signed yeah. because they were in Evolve very heavily. You yes. know? So, I, again, I have no knowledge on that that's just a theory but yeah mark henry shows up um 
again, I don't know if he'll be wrestling at all. I imagine a little bit. Yeah. I actually thought he was going to be in that casino battle royal, and it ended up being yeah. Leo Rush. Um, I'm not a Leo Rush fan whatsoever. No. I just can't. The When he made the tweet about Emma, that really rubbed me the wrong way. What did he say about Emma? She got released the day after she lost the takeover match to Asuka. Mm-hmm. And he tweets out, I guess Emma wasn't ready oh, for Asuka. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, that wasn't poor taste. But I mean, again, it's not like she lost a match. She got fired. Right. Dude, you are a prick. Like, that's just not. There's certain things you just don't joke about. And then, of course, he tries to make this apology. Like, I'm a family guy and I have kids and this and that. And it's like, well, that makes it even worse. (laughs) I mean, maybe we could forgive you if you're a dumb kid. But I don't know. I've just never really been a huge fan of, of that guy. I feel like he creates a lot of. Issues for himself, and I know him and Mark Henry had a lot of heat in the past over some stuff. And, and I saw something where Mark Henry said that they had some words and they talked and mm-hmm. things like that. And um, I I think it's one of those things, like, uh, as dumb as that was, that that's not damning, damning enough to where you can't grow. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think he can grow as a person because he was young when he said that. I think he was, what, 23? Sure. When he was in WWE, so that was young and dumb. I mean, really. It, I mean, also, too, you're making way more money than you should at 23. Right. You're probably cocky as shit and probably cocky anyway. It now even worse. It sometimes it takes life kicking you in the ass to yeah. humble you and bring you down to back to normal. Well, and I knew guys when I was in the <coughs> developmental system that were cocky and arrogant and I know they weren't making any money. Right. So when I saw them on the main roster making money and they started making bad decisions, I was like, oh, that's not a shocker. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on, you know, yeah. so, and it's not, it's not like that's, Anyone can make a mistake or tweet of course, something stupid. And of it's not that it's not just that. It's just there's a lot of elements. I'm like, I don't know. I don't really dig this guy. So. I, I I'm actually a big fan of his in ring work. I like the fact that he's he's not a high flyer, but like he's super agile and super quick in the ring. Like mm-hmm. that's something you don't see very often. It's like a different form of being a uh, cruiserweight or light heavyweight. Yeah, which I like. Uh, but and I think he's super charismatic on the mic. Um, but I thought he helped Bobby Lashley a lot. I will say that he really did. But yeah, I mean, also too, I can see how he'd get on your nerves. Him, uh, he did a spot on an indie show one time where a guy did like a sunset power bomb from top of a ladder through the table, mm-hmm. and he got up like he was Superman. Like was after just, he took it, yeah. See stuff like that, I hate. And I'm just like, dude, like why, why even do it? Like right. I, I get that that's kind of the indie thing, yeah. Of and I don't really understand why it comes across really strange to me. It's like, well, you're taking the pedigree and getting it back. <laughs> yeah. I, it's just like, but why did it have to be the ped- Why did it have to be his finish? Right. It had to be his finish. Cause you basically wanted to bury the guy. Right. It's yeah. like, come on, you know, but even then it's like, it's the ultimate warrior. It's, it's not, yeah. it's not, it's not know, Leo Rush. Five foot Leo Rush. Come on. It's not Dean Malenko. <laughs> right. I mean, it's just like, get out of here. Yeah. But uh, you also uh, mentioned that uh, you, uh, you didn't watch Double or Nothing, but you thought it was really cool that they had the, the full arena again. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I know it's Florida. Florida does what Florida wants, and I, I, I thought it was. I thought it was cool. It's seeing, it, to me seeing the crowd. Pandemic aside, it just it's it feels like wrestling again. Yeah, and it's just like oh man, thank and goodness. I, and I'm also happy to see that these companies survived. Yes, because that was one thing like. I mean, obviously, Tony, we've, we just talked a minute ago about how much money Tony Khan and the Khan family has. But, you know, they're also smart businessmen. Mm-hmm. If it was bleeding long enough, they were going to pull the plug. They would have had to have. Right. And so it's I'm glad to see that it survived. Now it can start making money. Now it can start thriving. 
And uh, I, I honestly, I hope the same for WWE. Sure. You know, just because I don't. There's a there's a lot of cool stuff going on there. I mean, that I'd, I'd hate to see go away. Yeah, definitely. So, um, one last bit of wrestling talk: Andrade officially signs with AEW, and uh, Vicky Guerrero introduced him on Dynamite this past Friday. Um, supremely talented. Yep. I mean, unbelievable in the ring. Former NXT champion. I think he was also US champion for a minute. Yes. Maybe. Um, I know he had some really good matches on TV. He was a guy. I, I feel like just like Aleister Black, it's like, how did you miss this? Yeah. I, I, how did you miss this guy? When I don't. They, I don't know. When, de, when WWE put him in the ring with Ray and they had their little thing, I really thought that after that little feud that they were just going to hot shot him. Right. Because it's like the freaking legend of Ray Mysterio puts this guy over, and now you don't do anything with him. I remember uh, SmackDown came to Tulsa a couple of years ago when he wrestled AJ Styles. Yeah. And he had a killer good match. Yeah. Like, that was awesome. Like, he was great in the ring. So, and, and he had, like, to me, he had the look that they were going for. And I know they've always been looking for, like, that next big, like, Hispanic star. Mm-hmm. I'm like, here's I, your I guy. I don't know how you push Del Rio and not push this guy. I'll say right. that. Yo, I mean, yeah. Because, I mean, Del Rio was like, I get it to a degree, but I never really completely was behind it. Well, he was he was a good uh, antagonist character, yes. and he had the look of a heel, like he looked like a good bad guy. But Andrade is a guy who just has star written all over him. I mm-hmm. mean, his look, and he's a guy who could literally be face or heel and be great at both. Right. And so, I, I don't know. Um, I, I think it's insane that they didn't see the same thing, and, and maybe they did, and maybe they just didn't have enough time to get him there before they had to release him. Well, I think they kept him doing nothing for so long. He eventually asked for his release, if I remember correctly. Well, they, yeah, you're right. And yeah. they eventually did grant it. But it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, like, how do you sign this guy? Well, I mean, to me, what's the purpose of signing a guy and not doing anything with him? I, and I feel like WWE, we've said this for a long time, they've kind of been caught hoarding talent. Oh, yeah. And Good now time. it's catching up with them. Yeah, because... You're talking, there was like at least 70 people in NXT. Right. There was probably the same, if not more, on the main roster. And then you have NXT UK, where that's a whole other 40 You got a guys. whole roster of cruiserweights, too. Right. And so it's like, yeah, you're talking like at least 200, at least 250 people on your roster as wrestling talent. That's way too many to have. And now I've got to book 15 matches for WrestleMania. Like, right. how? Like, right. without without doing, like, 16 Battle Royals. Right. And then you, then you, especially when you think of, like, the Attitude Era, and that's considered the, you know, the the prime time for wrestling back then. That was when wrestling was in its golden era, or whatever you want to call it. But, like, it was a pretty much a skeleton roster when you think about it. But, but I think also, too, back in those days, they didn't keep guys for too long. Right. And, and I think... Letting guys go is actually not ever a bad thing. Probably sucks in the moment, but to me, look at a guy like Wesley Blake, who was, who was a, released a while back. Yeah. Everyone talked about how great he was. Like, to me, like, how cool would that be if him and freaking Murphy start teaming again? Yeah. And show up in AEW or Impact or somewhere. Like, that would be amazing. Like, yeah. The, the stuff that they could do would be great. I mean, talking about, I got to bring this up too. Freaking the Ascension. Mm-hmm. How did you mess that up? You messed that up on the very first day by telling them to go out and say that they are better than Demolition and Legion of Doom. But who approves that? I mean, it's got to be Vince, right? 
I don't I don't think to, Vince even knew about it. <laughs> I, but I mean that's like how does that happen? Like how do they how is there not a thing like hmm maybe this isn't a good idea. I think it was one of the dipshits who really probably don't know what they're doing who pretend they know what they're doing and then Vince heard the promo and was like, "Ooh, if that, you know, but then it's like, you makes you wonder like, well, why are we hiring these people to do these jobs? Right. If they're idiots, like right. to me, the most simple thing that they could have done is not talk about bad, about LOD demolition, powers of pain, et cetera. Talk about, about the current tag division. Yeah. There's no big, bad bruisers anymore. Yeah. We're here to change that. Or just have them go out and beat the shit out of people and don't say anything. Right. Yeah. And and then, you know, have the commentary team be like, these are guys who are a throwback to the to the 80s. Exactly. You know, and I mean, that's kind of what they did with the revival. Mm-hmm. I mean, they let them be a throwback to the Brain Busters and that kind of tag team era. And it's like, why not let these guys be a throwback to freaking LOD? Mm-hmm. And instead of trying to put them down, put them over. Right. So I don't know. It's dumb. Super yep. dumb. Yep. Well, we got a little bit of movie talk. What do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. This is Brick Cuban Beta Pet the Movies. 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 All right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? We'll tell you what we got now. Big underscore Bane. A uh, little bit of movie talk. This coming Friday, we'll see the debut of Loki, or is it Loki? I don't know. I always think of the wrestler Loki, but um, I think it's Loki. Loki, uh, of course, from Thor. It's gonna be his own Disney Plus series. Um, you plan to watching it? Oh yeah. Are you? Yeah. This one seems way more up my alley than that uh, last show that they did. I. You know what's weird is when. When I resubscribed to Disney Plus, finally, they were already like in the middle of WandaVision, like episode five. Yep, yep. And so I quickly caught up, and I'm like, "Oh, this is amazing." And then Captain America: Winter Soldier. No, I'm sorry, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. started right up. Yep. pretty shortly thereafter, started watching that, and I didn't hate it. But then I kind of just trailed off and stopped watching it. I don't know why. I don't know if it's the yeah whole once a week thing, and you kind of lose the binging ability. No, I think with me, I just didn't. I watched that first episode, and it didn't grab me like WandaVision did. Right. And I think with Loki, it will. See, I thought WandaVision was a super slow burn, though. It well, it was, but it it also grabbed your attention because right. it was set up, you know, as they made things to make you wonder, like, what the hell's going on? Right. And the only way to find out what the hell's going on is to keep watching. Right. It was such a thought-provoking show. In that I remember after watching that first episode, I was really racking my brain damn near the whole week. Like, what the hell was going on with that show? Well, and I and I remember a few things kept happening. It would it would it would obviously be a terrible show for network television because I think people would be like, "What the hell is this?" Yes, yeah, yeah. But in the context of like, it's going to be eight weeks or whatever, and right. then then it's over. Like, it was really like, damn, like this is this is interesting. Yeah, and I I mean. It, it, I know a lot of people had a lot of negative things to say about that first episode, but that first episode really kind of sets up the rest of the show Yeah, in the sense that it, it started out in the fifties or whatever it was supposed to start out in with the black and white. And they had that one moment of color, uh, not the whole thing, but it was like the rose or that little helicopter or whatever it was, I think. And then also to the, uh, the guy who came over for dinner started choking or whatever. I mean, those things like that were, 
interesting enough for me to be like, I got to watch the next episode. I also think that will be one that I haven't rewatched it again, but I bet if you watch it a second time, you pick up more for sure. You know, and I think shows like that are always fun. Yeah. And not to mention, um, the, uh, the one who was the main villain in that movie. I can't. Agatha. Yeah. Agatha. I thought I love that actress. I think she's amazing. Mm -hmm. I can never remember her name, but isn't she in we're the Millers? Maybe with, uh, Ron Swanson guy. Ron Swanson. I don't think I've seen that movie. Oh, it's actually pretty funny. Is it? I think that's his wife. I'm almost positive. Is it? Almost positive. Yeah, I, I, I think she's a fantastic actress. I, she was on SNL, wasn't she? If I'm not mistaken. I think she was. That sounds right. Um, but that scene, I don't know. I mean, it's been a few months, so whatever. But that one scene where she was like, should I do that again? Yeah. And everyone's like, what? Yeah. That was like, I was like, whoa, it, what's happening and here? It, it was weird because she knew what was going on. Because I thought, I remember thinking like, well, she's not acting like weird like everybody else is. Because there were a couple of people like that knew that she was in control and acted really scared of her. Mm-hmm. But she was just so nonchalant, like, "Oh, do you want me to do that again?" Yeah. And it was like, "Well, that's bizarre." Right. Like, <laughs> there was a lot of things that kind of made you like stop and like, "Yeah, hmm, what is yeah. that? Did I miss something?" Yeah. Yeah. Very very cool idea. Yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm super excited about Loki. I think this is it's obviously going to be totally different than WandaVision and, and Falcon and Winter Soldier, but which is good though. Do different yes. do different stuff. But I like the fact that uh, something was said about how Loki's going to bring the multiverse in yeah. to Marvel, which I'm like hell yeah. So there's going to be multiple Lokis oh, nice. in this show at some point. Um, but the trailer for it just completely sold it on me. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm super excited about this show. I'm excited for it too, man. It should be fun. We got a little bit of toy talk. What do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your brain to a bit of toy talk. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your brain to a bit of toy talk. All right. As we dive into a little bit of toy talk here, uh, big underscore man, we, uh, we talked about it before, but Paul Roma has officially signed with Zombie Sailor, which was fun. Like, that's yep, his first yep. ever figure. Yeah. They have now announced Hercules has signed with Zombie Sailor. So we will be getting power and glory figures. I don't know if it'll be a two pack or um or what it will be, but we will get Zombie Sailor power and glory figures. Never have had that before. I think Hercules has only ever had an LJN and it was like way different attire than we recall. Yeah. Never been a Paul Roma figure. That's I mean, I don't think this is part going to be a line you're going to dive into, but this is really fun. Yeah, it's really cool, and it's cool that all these uh, people who've never had figures are getting one. Yeah, absolutely. I thought that was super cool. Um, Zombie has released a couple of uh, pictures online of what the uh, figures will look like carded. Have you seen these images? I can't remember if I have or not. I'm going to show you. This is the Sabu. Let me t- tell me what you think, man. I think those look really cool. Oh yeah, yeah, that does look cool. It's kind of a throwback to the uh, the old Hasbro, but different, obviously. Sure. Yeah. I but mean, I think it. I, I guess their pre-orders are going up on. Uh, no, I knew a date on these. If I can find it here, I don't remember the exact date, but it's in June sometime. I think is when the pre-orders officially start, so that will be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Now we talked last week about Chilla Toy signing um, Adam Bomb, and you were pretty much like. Sold, bought, done. Yeah. All in on that, right? Not sure if I want Adam Bomb or if I want a Wrath, if they do a Wrath. Oh, so you're now you're kind of or chronic? Yeah, and see, I think if I was to pick between any of those three, I feel like I would probably pick Wrath. Really? See, I, than it's I, Adam Bomb 100% for me. Yeah, but I, there's if something... If I had to pick. I remember specifically when 
Adam Bomb went to WCW as Wrath, and not the um, not the full on helmet or in whatever gimmick that he was wearing, but like when he kind of shed that idea and just had the singlet with like the badass like design on like it, ice said Wrath on the front. I was like, he come out spewing the water and stuff. That's just badass, dude. Brian Clark always looked like a badass. He did, and I mean, hell, he still does. But it's just. Like I, I don't know that that to me was one of my favorite characters, and I kept thinking like, this guy's gonna be a big star in WCW, and obviously he never really was. I mean, I think they were tag team champions at one point. But. Yeah, but I, he was one of those guys that was like really, really getting over. Yeah, and it's like, how did this guy not get like a huge push in either company? Yeah, like it's and and then I remember being so stoked that uh, uh, they were in the Chronic came back to WWE after the transition. And a couple of matches, and they were gone. So I'm like, weird. really? And and then come to find out, Undertaker was like buddies with them, and it's like you didn't even try to save them. <laughs> I don't I don't know what happened there. There was something weird, but yeah. it was just like, and like Stephen Richards was their manager. Yeah, and I was like, that's kind of cool. Yeah, you know, like and like they were wearing like the real tight shirts and the jeans. It's like okay, right. I, I dig this. You yeah. know, like big bad bruisers, right? For yeah. Stephen Richards, who he wasn't right to censor anymore, so he needs some. Some heavy, like I, I dig it, right? But nothing came of it. It's like God, how do you how do you miss with those guys? But I mean, I remember when Crush was originally in WWE, he was getting a big push, sure. And again, nothing happened, dude. Demolition Crush, Kona Crush, yeah. Evil Crush, Jailbird Crush, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't I don't get it. Disciples of Apocalypse, you right? Know, they had a lot of incarnations, yeah. Well, um, interestingly enough, Cello Toys also announced, uh, I believe, just today. They're also going to be doing a seven-inch articulated action figure line um, that will be kind of in the same scale as Mattel Elites and so on and so forth. Okay. So I wonder if we're going to get Adam Bomb in that form as well. I would love it. That would be really cool. Um, Would you be more interested in that or the Hasbro style? I'd probably be more interested in that. Um, Hasbros are cool, but like, I feel like if they're not actually vintage then the nostalgia is meaningless to me. Really? Yeah. Like, uh, like I don't know. Because even when they kind of came back up, I remember getting some of the new guys because it was like Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens. Yeah. I was like, this is cool. But I really wanted the Ultimate Warrior and Undertaker. Like, that was really who I wanted. I don't know what Mattel's going to do with them because they, they obviously are bringing them back. But I would focus on the legend guys. Yeah. You don't need new guys. No. I think. And I, I think that's... And I'm sure it's cool for the guys who are on the card like, Dude, I got a Hasbro figure. That's sure. awesome. Sure. But like for me personally as a collector, like three legends, one current guy. Right. The fact that they're doing like um, you know, Piper and they're doing Mean Gene, I'm like, no, that's that's yeah. something cool. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Who knows? It's interesting. So we'll see what happens there. But I mean, you know, some cool, cool toy news happening, man. Absolutely. Well, we, uh, we need to dive into what's happening here with PHPW. We are on the verge of Beach Bods and Backbreakers. Big underscore Bane, um, we got some announcements to make. Yeah, so Beach Bods and Backbreakers coming to you live on YouTube, June 26th, Breaker. I'm ready. And uh, we obviously, we know our main event. So we're going to go ahead and announce that main event officially right now. And that is the number one contender to the PHPW Heavyweight Championship is Drew Vinsel, and he is taking on Tier 1, Travis Fowler. There was controversy last time. There was, and that's why we gave him another shot. We gave him another shot. We'll see what happens. But, I mean, 
I think the question has been asked, it's been answered, and it's been repeated. Tier one's ready. Tier one is ready. Will he ever not be ready is the question. Drew, you better lay some boots up. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely. Well, um, speaking of the PHPW Heavyweight Championship, we are also going to have a number one contendership again for the PHPW Heavyweight Championship. Soda Hunter is going to be in there. Elvis Aliaga is going to get himself another shot. He got one last month, did not came up short. Jordan Zeilinger okay. is going to get himself another opportunity. The final member, Mike the Cleaner. So it's a four-way match. It's a four-way elimination-style square dance match. Interesting. So and we have so, Soda Hunter, Jordan Zeilinger from Wreck My Podcast, yes. Elvis Aliaga, and the man that takes no L's, Mike the Cleaner. Mike the Cleaner. Mike the Cleaner was frustrated about losing that diehard championship. Sure. And I said, hey, pal, I don't want to get my ass folded up. So I'm going to give you a shot. PHP Heavyweight Championship. I'm going to give you a shot. I like it. And then uh, let's see. Then our last one breaker, our last one, we're going to announce one more for the Gatekeeper Championship, and that is going to be Ethan Chambers, the new champion, is going to be defending. Oh, he's so proud, too. He loves that title. He's going to be defending for the first time. And talk about conspiracy. He likes to talk about how we've had a conspiracy against him this whole time. Well, pal, you're in for a uh, world of hurt, I think, because you're defending against Dmitry Alexandrov. Ooh. Yeah. That could be an interesting match. Absolutely. Now, is this Dmitry's first like title match in a singles match? Yes. I mean, I know he's, he's competed for like the King of the Mountain Championship. He, but. he competed for the King of the Mountain Championship. He did, not, he did not win that last month. But this is his first ever title opportunity. He's technically undefeated when you factor in single matches he's but he's beaten like bill Venus and ricky the rover bill be this will be his first actual test so we will see how he fares and if he can pull off a win well that's very interesting that's uh two big title matches one big number one contender square dance man beach bods and backbreakers is really shaping up absolutely I'm excited for uh, for everything. We're gonna have more announcements, I assume, in the coming weeks before uh, before the show happens. Definitely, we definitely will. Definitely, I like it. I like it a lot. Well, um, big underscore Bane, it is time for some tournament action, and that, my friend, is the best fictional pro wrestler. It's gonna be an eight person tournament. We've already uh, we've already made the bracket here. Uh, what can you tell me about this very first match we are going to discuss? Breaker, this very first match. We seeded this properly, I feel like, and uh, it's going to be the number one seed going up against the number eight seed, and that, my friend, is going to be Jimmy King taking on Kid Muscle. I'm just going to say I think King's going to crown him. He's going to rule him. I, I mean, I, I love Kid Muscle, but I'm, I'm not a huge Ready to Rumble fan. Like the move was okay. It just baffles me. You even say that, but I mean, I, I don't. I didn't find it as funny as everyone else in the wrestling community. I just, I think, I think but, Oliver Platt does not quite get enough credit for how funny he was in that movie. Like when he like beats up DDP and shows him the porta potty. He's like, "Daddy made you a shit house bitch." Yeah, like just, it's great one liners. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I mean, I, I know the fandom behind Ready to Rumble, so. I mean, yeah, Jimmy King's taking this one. It's got to be. I'd be shocked. Kid Muscle's a dark horse, honestly. Unless we have a huge, huge anime fandom that we don't know about, it's uh, Jimmy King. It's Jimmy King all the way. Yeah, but this will be a fun tournament because I honestly, I think this is, I mean, we seeded it, but honestly, man, there's some in there that like, 
I don't know. It depends on how people uh, feel about them. Well, let's. I mean, we, do you want to just announce the matches? So let's, they, announce, let's announce the so matches. The one we announced is we're going to put out this weekend, but we also we're going to see in this first round, Catherine and Sano versus Revolting Blob, which that one I feel like could go either way. Both Adam Sandler movies. Um, yeah. And then uh, we're also going to see Bonesaw McGraw versus Nacho of Nacho Libre. Uh, and then we're also going to see Thunder Lips versus Randy the Ram. That's another one that I feel like could go either way. Eesh. I'll I'll just go ahead and make my first round predictions. Jimmy King's winning. Mm-hmm. You say it's Revolting Blob and Captain Insano? Yep. It's got to be Captain Insano. I feel like it's Revolting Blob. Really? Yeah. Okay, I don't know. Captain Insano is going to get a... This could also depend on if, if Big Show somehow debuts that on AEW. Oh, yeah. That will totally change the whole... If Now, I will say this. If Captain Insano beats Revolting Blob, he's going all the way. I actually was wondering on Double or Nothing if he was... Because he was doing commentary for the Casino Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. I was like, I could see him coming out number 21 as Captain Insano. Yeah. And like, hey, hey number 21's not coming out. Let me go back there and find him. And then he comes out in like the... Red, white, and blue gear for whatever reason. Because yeah. that's what Captain Insano wore. <laughs> right. And he shows no mercy. Yep. Um, so then we have, uh, what was the what was the third match? Bonesaw and Nacho. That's Bonesaw. See, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, probably. But freaking Nacho, man. I mean. Nah, it's not, that movie's not that funny. You're not that funny, Breaker. That movie's not that good. It's, it's okay. It's, it's way better than Ready to Rumble. Oh, God. No, it's not it at all. It absolutely is. It's absolutely not better than Ready to Rumble. And I, I will I will fight you on that one. I, You are way wrong. Um, and then finally, we got Thunder Lips and Randy the Ram. Yep. It's got to be Thunder Lips. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I mean, he's that movie made Hulk Hogan a household name. Yeah. To a, I mean, Randy the Ram, okay, but. I honestly didn't really care for the wrestler. It was okay. It, it, they it focused wasn't. way more on the negatives. Yeah. Then they did the positives, which yeah. I mean, like, I get to a degree, but I'm like, I also don't like. If this guy was as big as Hulk Hogan, which yeah. that's kind of what they were leading to everyone to believe, yeah. people are showing up for his autograph appearances. Right, of course. You know, and he's not doing death matches because right. he doesn't have to. Right. So I was like, eh, I don't know about that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that'll be our our tournament, the best fictional pro wrestling. Big shout out to Daniel Cross for giving us that idea. It's yeah. a good one. I think it'll be fun. And of course, now we got to shout out. Uh, oh, before we do that, last thing, uh, we're going to official review. I know you've already you have this figure, you've already seen it. Uh, un, unrivaled Series Five Luchasaurus, man, we got him here in this signature mask, his green tongue, his gear. I mean, it looks incredible. Worst figure of the year. Just kidding. Yeah. It's it's amazing. For you to, to pre-order on Ringside, yeah. I knew you you obviously yeah. wanted this because you also thought like there's a good chance you weren't gonna see this i yeah i've only bought two aew figures that being one of them and right now there's none that i plan on buying at the moment so i i absolutely love that figure they knocked it out of the park um i mean they i mean i'd have to really look at it closely but it looks like they took this guy and shrunk him down yeah i mean it's incredible yeah the detail is just insane if he's almost a shade too tall for the package oh you notice that yeah if i was him I would start coming out with uh, new gear on a monthly basis <laughs> just to make sure I get new figures. No doubt. I'm sure you saw that Jurassic 2-pack. And he had the, the white. He had the white on. I was yep. like, ooh, that looks cool. Yeah. yeah. Really, really cool. Absolutely. Luchasaurus. So it's up. It's on. I don't. I think Ringside already sold out of it, so hopefully mm-hmm. it'll hit stores soon. Good luck finding it. Yeah. It's tough to find. Uh, so now to shout out some of our podcasting buddies. Of course, we got uh, the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast with Jeff and Scott over there. 
And then, of course, Scott also has Drunk Wrestling History. Yes. Another really fun show. We got Doing the Favor with Eric and Barry, dropping a couple of shows every single week. Two great dudes. Super hilarious. Definitely check that out. Yep. The Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric. A nice retro look at pro wrestling. Mm -hmm. The Ringside Rant with RJ. The Leisure and Lariats Podcast with Ruthless Ryan Davidson. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Elite Eight Showdown with old Big Chuck and Tim. Yep. I got nothing this week. I, I I took a break from podcast last week, so I, just, I, I like I like both of them. They're both very very yeah hilarious and intelligent human beings. How I, about I, that? I will say Big Chuck's one of my favorite people in the world. Really? Yeah. Oh oh, I actually did want to touch on this. Uh, somebody's got a girlfriend. Oh, Big Chuck's got a girlfriend. Uh, uh, old, old Big Chuck and Glizzy over there. Huh? You got got himself a little gal pal. Huh? 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 With a little girlfriend, huh? Take, taking her out to dinner, huh? Maybe having a little ice cream after the dinner. But I feel like we're back in high school now. <laughs> it's gotten really, it's got really weird. <laughs> uh, and congrats to Big Chuck, though. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I don't like to say anything positive about the guy, but, but it's but it's cool to me that there is a woman on this planet that can put up with his bullshit. Absolutely, you know, because I. God knows I can, I, I, I can hardly listen to his podcast for an hour and a half. Exactly, yeah. Like she's got to put it up with him on a day-to-day -day basis. I wonder like, how that goes God. when he's like, I do a podcast where we do eight like hot dog toppings against each other. <laughs> she's into it. Apparently. God bless her, you know? Yeah, good for her. <laughs> nice work, Big Chuck. Um, of course, also, uh, Boot to the Face, another great podcast. Tales from the Estate with Drew Vinsel and his wife, Caitlin. Yep. Another favorite of mine. Yep. Wreck My Podcast mm -hmm. with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew, which this week was us, Big Underscore Bane. Yeah. We were on Wreck My Podcast. Yeah, we just uh, we just slid right in, took it over for him. We did. Uh, we dove into Mrs. Doubtfire. I forgot how funny that movie was. Dude, it's such a good movie. I, like, it was a run by fruiting. Yeah, it's just <laughs> Robin Williams is like, uh, he was a national treasure, and I feel like we didn't appreciate him enough when he was here. My God, such a good movie. So funny. Yeah, he's one of those guys where he had a, he had a lot of movies that I didn't think were the funniest movies, but he himself was always hilarious. Mm -hmm. Like one of my favorite movies of all time is Hook with him. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. I remember as a kid having like the Captain Hook hook. Yeah, I thought that was so cool. Yeah, such a good movie. I haven't seen that in years, man. I haven't either. But there's um. Because he's like an adult Peter Pan. Yeah, and he just he does so good in that role. But yeah, I don't know, love it. Yeah, and Mrs. Doubtfire, it's it's one of those where like, as we watch it, you kind of start to think about the the whole story. It's like this is kind of a a very over the top type of film. Yeah, and he, you know, he, Jordan brought up something on that show talking about how like that could have very well easily have been a horror movie, and I'm like, ooh. Mm -hmm. You are right, my friend. I didn't think about it like that. And then he's talked about what was that one movie that he was in where he's it was one similar, hour photo, one hour photo where he's obsessed with his family, and it's like, oh, okay, like well, and and I brought it up on there. I I had heard he was trying to be the Riddler in a Chris Nolan Batman film, mm -hmm. that or the Mad Hatter. Yeah, and I was like, dude, Mad Hatter would have been killer because Robin Williams is just. He he could portray just goofy enough to where he'd kind of be scary. I think. Well, he's he's the type of guy that he's got a certain look in his eyes that he can easily be heartwarming with his eyes, or he can be like terrifying. Well, and I, and I think the uh, in Mrs. Doubtfire, not to dive 
listen to that episode because I thought we did pretty well. I thought it was really fun. But um, like the scenes where he's in the courtroom and like begging the judge not to take away his kids. Yeah, you really feel for him. Yeah, I felt really sad for him. And he's he's just got such good. He shows really good emotions on this. Yes, and and for a guy to do so such an over the top character. My dad has always said that what he likes about a good comedy is when a character has a reason to be goofy. Yeah. Like Jim Carrey and liar, liar. Yeah. He's not like really a goofy guy. He can't lie. And right. it's, it's kind of causing him to lose his mind. Like, yeah. you know, cause he's trying to win this case and he knows he has to lie right. to win it and he can't, you know? And so yeah. there, there has to kind of be a reason for there to be over the top comedy or the mask. Cause he puts the mask on, it changes them. Right. So, and I, I think this is a great example. He wants to be around his kids. Can't figure out how to do that. And so he, Makes himself a nanny, you know. Which did you uh, did you realize that that no wait never mind, that wasn't the movie. Forget I even said anything. I'll edit this out. <laughs> I, well, there was some movie. That if you was, don't tell me, I'm gonna start screaming. Well, there was <laughs> there was some movie that was actually meant for Chris Farley, and I thought it was Mrs. Doubtfire for a second, but it wasn't. And now I can't even think of what Shrek. The movie was. No, it wasn't Shrek. I he knew, was supposed to be about, Shrek. Yeah, I knew about that one, but this was a different one. Um, it was some movie that I was just recently talking about it was i don't know it's gonna drive me nuts now yeah i think about it but i watched a did you catch oh, the, my, ca- the cable guy the cable guy the cable guys the movie i was actually thinking of okay that makes sense yeah, ben stiller was, actually directed that he was supposed to be he was supposed to be in that but jim carrey took it over and uh actually he's like the script i read wasn't nearly as dark as what it ended up being but he was like i was already scheduled to do uh black sheep so i had to do that so i had to pass on the cable guy interesting that's an underrated movie. Cable. Oh, I love the Cable Guy. Yeah, I actually don't remember it being that dark, but it's been a long time since I've seen it. it he kind of just does a lot of. I don't think it's really dark. I think it's just kind of a little over like, the top. Like, who the hell is this guy? Creepy. Why does he keep showing up here? You know, type right. of thing. Like, yeah. Not. I mean, it, that actually could have easily been a horror movie too. Sure. Because it's like all of a sudden, it's like the cable company's never even heard of you. Like, right. how did you even? Like no to show up here, kind right. of thing. Right? right, very very strange. But uh, back to uh, podcast shout outs. Like I said, wreck my podcast. Check out that show. Uh, Trivia with Buds, uh, with Ryan Buds pulling up a chair with a chair shot. Did mm-hmm. you see who his guest was recently? Who? Freaking Adam Bomb. He got yes. Adam Bomb on the yes, show. Yes, I did see that. Yeah, I immediately messaged him. He's like, "Wow, word travels fast." And I was like, "Well, I just got the notification." It was like. Brian Clark, a.k.a. Adam Bomb. It's like, oh, they're talking about the figure. Like, oh, no, he interviewed freaking Adam Bomb. Dude, that's amazing. Yeah, that is awesome. Super, super cool. And then, of course, uh, the Nerdy Laser Podcast. Check that one out as well. And uh, he's got Podcasticon coming up very, very soon. Yep. Howling with the Wolf with Jason Wolf. And we got to talk about this, the new Jason Wolf fan club, man. Yeah. How cool is that? I, you know, he's kind of been, uh, I think, toying around with this for a little bit. And I, you know, it might be... It might be too late. If you're hearing me now, it may be too late. I'm not sure. But he, he did he did two tiers of the fan club. So for $60, you get an exclusive figure, which I think is really cool. Yeah. One of his Chop Shop figures. A quarterly newsletter plus more. Membership card benefits. A bonus quarterly gift. And everything from the basic membership. Uh, limited to 20 And then it's over. And those are already sold out. Then there's a $20 membership where you get a quarterly newsletter. Introductory gift package. access to Access to the catalog. Pre-order notification and a membership card benefits. Um, I signed up. You know, I I've kind of slept on all the uh, Chop Shop figures that he's made, and I don't really know why, other than I was just like, I've never really been into customs, I guess, and I was just like, yeah, they're cool, but I don't know if I want to. 
I don't know if I want those. But then, like, he started, when he did, like, the Road Warriors and Owen Hart, it was just mm-hmm. like, oh, man, those are cool. But I'd already kind of passed on a few of them, and so now I kind of regret it. And so maybe he'll start making more of them again. Who knows? Sign up for the fan club. That's how you'll find out. The beautiful thing about those figures is even if you wanted them, you probably wouldn't have gotten them in time because right. uh, they sold out really quick. So um, that's what's pretty awesome about it. So It's just amazing to me that somebody can paint that well on yeah. a freaking figure. You yeah, know? he's incredible. So, so good. So so uh, kind of keep – and I think you know uh, with, with Wolf, he – and I don't want to speak for him here, but I think he kind of – was on social media and had a lot of followers, but very few people kind of supporting him. And so he was like, you know what? I'm going underground and I'm mm-hmm. going to make it a fan club. And I'm going to offer to the people that have supported me and have uh, bought stuff from me and things like that and offer to them first. And you know that instead of trying to advertise on Twitter and getting things taken down or whatever. Yeah. And people trying to steal his ideas. Cause I know that's happened a lot too. He just makes it his own little newsletter. And I'm like, not a bad idea. Well, and he's also got a lot of people who, uh, follow him to either steal his ideas or yeah. to talk shit about him. Yeah. And I, I've never got that either. I, I know the stealing ideas. I always kind of thought like, man, that that's kind of crazy. That happens. But and when, until I saw that Ricky steamboat masters, of the universe figure come out and it looked exactly like his old drawing. Yeah. I was like, Holy crap. Like yeah. you can't possibly think that's a coincidence at this point. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, definitely give his uh, give his page a follow, especially if you want to be a, a fan club member, which I definitely think is a good idea. Absolutely. Uh, wrestling comic books, Grapple Holds, Be the Man, uh, Tales from Planet WrestleTopia, all those are on Amazon or on Comixology. Check those out. Mm-hmm. And then our other podcast, you know, it's Fake Ride with me, Brian Breaker. My last guest was uh, Kenneth Gott, aka Diamond Duke Swellington. And um, coming up this uh, this week, tomorrow will be uh, the first graduate of the Harley Race Wrestling Academy. All that Matt Murphy. Very awesome. So we've got some cool guests coming up. And then, of course, uh, No Holds Barred with Bill Benis. Yep. yep. And uh, you guys are still chugging along. Yeah. We're his, f- his insights into the business are uh, second to none, right? Yeah. You know, uh, this, uh, <clears throat> this, this, this last week he talked about locker room etiquette, you know. Um, made some really good points about, hey, you know, if you're in a shower, you know, don't bother the guy in the shower. You know, I mean, I I think that's actually a good point, you know. But, I mean, like, obviously. Of course. Of course. It's obvious. But, you know, apparently in, in Bill's history, in Bill's uh, past, it's something that needed to be reiterated. So has he bothered people there in the shower before? I think people have bothered him in the shower. Why? I don't know. Good to, Lord. to make fun of him, to laugh at him. I mean, he's pretty easy to laugh at, you know, let's be honest. Is Bill doing a lot of community showers? I don't know. I don't know where he showers at. Have you ever thought about that? Like, um, you see that, like in like movies and stuff, where it's like the communal shower. Yep. And like gym class, like how weird would that be? Yeah, that's um, <clears throat> it's not something I'd be okay with. I go back to a Jerry Seinfeld quote. It goes where there's a number of naked men I need to see in a day. Zero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's one of those things if. If I was a touring wrestler and there were, uh, you know, locker room, gym locker rooms with like communal showers, I mean, maybe I'd end up being the gross one, but I would just change my clothes and go to the hotel room, take a shower there. Well, I've been in uh, locker rooms where that's what they had, Mm -hmm. but like, it's one of those things, like typically it's like a door. Sometimes it's not a sealed door or a curtain. Right. Like. One at a time, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, I don't just like 
walk in there and start talking to the dude while you're showering. It's just yeah. weird. It, well, that is weird. And, you know, it's, it's, that's one of those things. Yeah. It's, that's, that's private time. Yeah. I, I just, it's, and I, I don't know, like maybe that's just a, a our generation thing. I, I don't know, but I, we got cut off for a second there. Yeah. <laughs> got to go home cue a little yeah. early, but uh, at the, the gym here in town there, I don't know if there is anymore, but there used to be a sauna mm-hmm. and the door was like a glass door. Like you'd say at a restaurant, like yeah. with the handle and stuff. And I remember walking in one time and like the way you walk in, I'm sure, you know, as soon as you walk in, that's the first thing you see. Yeah. And this old guy would sit there butt naked right yep. in front of the door. Yep. And I'm like, okay, you're sitting on a towel because that, it's hot on your butt cheeks. I get it. Right. But you can't put the towel over your balls. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Just cover up a little bit, you know? Right. I mean, you want to wear a towel? What is, I, I don't find. I don't I don't on. understand old people and being way too comfortable in their skin. I'll never understand that. At Planet Fitness here in town, I remember this old guy, and I, I know you've been to that Planet Fitness. Oh, yeah. It's a fairly good-sized locker room area. Yeah. And this old guy changed and got completely naked, mm-hmm. except for his flip-flops, because, yeah. you know, you wouldn't want to walk on that floor. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> he has to go all the way past the door, yep. which is like one of those kind of curving doors. So you can't see in there, I guess. Right. All the way past to go to the shower. I'm just like, you got your towel in your hand, dude. But they've also got female cleaning staff. Right. And, you know, if one of them walked in, you're just, you know hanging there in all your glory, just exposing yourself. Well, and that's uh, again, like the gym I go to now, like actually has a locking shower door. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's how it should be. I think right. not, I, I, it's not like a, Oh, people see me naked. It's just, it's weird. Right. It, you don't right. want to be the guy that walks in on a naked dude showering. Right. Because I mean, it, it's, it's, it's uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. I don't know how it couldn't be. And right. so anyway, um, <laughs> like, I've I've seen gym showers before, like the one the one I used to go to has like the shower with a curtain, and then there's a little area with another curtain. That's where you changed and right. toweled off again, just so people don't have to stare at you naked. Right. I mean, it, I don't know. It's just so weird that it's like, why is this dude walking across the floor naked? Like, yeah. come on, man. Like, yeah. wrap the towel around it's you. Super bizarre. Yeah. Very very strange. Uh, so yeah, Bill Venus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. Yeah. Jackass. <laughs> and then, of course, also check out the uh, the TB Toycast with me and Travis Fowler. We recently dropped. Man, we dropped some great episodes. Episode six was X-Men, the first series from Toy Biz, which was a uh, hugely popular when we were kids, man. Yeah. I remember everyone talking about X-Men figures. Yeah, for so, sure. So much fun. All of Bane's music can be found on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your tunes. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, if you want to support us, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash bbph. Um, average Panda Gear, Outsiders Beard Co., a couple of little side projects Big Underscore Bane has as well. Yep. And all of our t-shirts, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, BBPH.RedBubble.com, and Watamaneuver.net. Search by store for Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Big Underscore Bane has a shirt store there as well. You can get our, uh, our G.I. Joe-inspired design or our Power Mowing Hour-inspired design. A couple of great yes, shirts. Absolutely. I still need to get that Power Mowing Hour shirt. we got to get it before Power Mowing Hour season's over, brother. I know, man. I mean, We're in June, man. We're in prime mowing time. we still got till October. I know. <laughs> well, probably September. I, I think the last time I mowed last year was like the beginning of October. Damn it. Don't tell me that because that yeah. sucks. I hate yeah, mowing. No, it does suck. That's yeah. why I hate the summertime. <laughs> yeah, mowing. Ugh. 
What's weird is when I moved into my house that I have, if you remember, I moved in like July last year. Uh-huh. So I mowed for a little bit and then it was like, ah, I kind of like mowing. Now yeah. it's like, oh God. It's cool until you realize, oh, this is like every week. So do you ever have that feeling of like, if your neighbor is mowed and you haven't, you're just like, ah, oh, damn it. Now my yeah. yard looks bad. <laughs> yeah. What I like now to I do. Now I need to. What I like to do is, is uh, let them mow first, but I wait a few days. Then I mow. Then it looks better for you. Yes. Then mine looks way better than theirs because theirs has already started growing a little bit. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. It looks like I'm the first one that mowed. See, bigger score, man. man you're, I got to figure it out. You got it going. I let mine look like trash for a couple of days because I don't want to mow. Smart man. Yeah. Very smart man. Well, anyway, that's all I got this week. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We will see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> it ain't over till I say it's over. So lock the cage up, cause this is a takeover. The wait's over. If this the final time we meet, then you'll be on your back on my feet. Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover. I'm super fly, so I can splash off the top. And I can shut down the shop. Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop. And I'm always gonna rise to the top. Champ like the rock. I do not give a fox or let that shit drop. Man, I'm so over. Double pistols. What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can I dig it? Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.